The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now, organised crime has become an increasing concern for authorities in the EU. Ulva Johansson, European Commissioner for Home Affairs, stated yesterday that organised crime poses a bigger threat to the EU than terrorism. Now, to talk about this, we are joined by Nicola Talent, Nicola Talent, who's host of the Crime World podcast for the Sunday World. Nicola, good morning. Morning, Pat. Now, um, this is obviously concerning to uh, the Commissioner, whose responsibility it is, I presume, to keep the lid on all of this. Just how big is organised crime in the EU? Yeah, it's not surprising these comments have been made, and the EU have kind of muted other, you know, they have kind of hinted that they're facing, there's been comments before about we're facing the tsunami of cocaine into the ports of Europe you know, that the the problem with organised crime is growing all the time. It's massive. I absolutely agree wholeheartedly it's a bigger problem than terrorism. Um, It's akin to really the problems with climate change and others that we kind of, as a society, are creating, doing nothing about yet, horrified by the results. Okay, as a society creating them, obviously it's the consumption, the demand uh, for cocaine, uh, which is driving all of this. If there was no market there would be no importation, there would be no gangs. And the money goes all the way up the line. Every hundred quid that's spent in a nightclub in Dublin or on the streets is going straight into the pockets of people who were once street dealers and kind of became millionaires and then billionaires, the likes of the senior members of the Kinahan cartel, the exact people we don't want to have so much money, so much power and so much control. And what's happened in Europe over the last you've really had a bit of a cocaine gold rush that has turned these guys into billionaires. It's not just the Irish, obviously. There's Dutch, there's French, there's Spanish, there's, uh, you know, there's, there's drug billionaires from all over the world, really. But what's happened in Europe has been this almost cocaine gold rush. The demand has increased. The supply from Colombia, for many political reasons, has increased. The Ports of Europe are so busy with other products coming in and out of them, particularly sort of Rotterdam and Antwerp. And the floodgates have opened into the continent. You know, we're, we're very wealthy in Europe and uh, it seems that more and more of us want to spend that wealth mm. on cocaine. Um, when you look so at the way the, the, the gangs developed, I mean, uh, access to firearms, we, you know, we heard about firearms being smuggled in with drugs, but there was no shortage of firearms north of the border when uh, the troubles were in full swing. Uh, equally in Europe, um, the uh, Balkans conflict uh, gave rise to a huge number of, if you like, surfeit guns being available. Mm. Look, if you have the money, you can buy absolutely anything anywhere on this planet. And the fact of the matter is that the, the drug gangs are making so much money, it's eye-watering. I mean, you're looking at big, big, huge, big businesses like Amazon and the likes. I mean, these drug organizations can be rivaling those. I mean, they are literally, they're certainly too identifiable by Europe in the last couple of years, which has been, what's been identified is that groups together formed a European super cartel, and that included our own Kinahan Mafia, who are now sanctioned by the U.S. They came together as a force, joined whatever they had. Some of them were experts in, in moving the drugs. The Kinahans in particular had attempted to take ownership over the African route in. All the transport routes are vitally important. The connections with the Colombians are important. The ability to launder the money is important. And they brought all the resources together. And they did so at a time when... There was also a technological problem that the law enforcement were slightly behind, and that was these encrypted phones. 
Yeah. And they allowed the gangsters talk as if they were running normal businesses. They didn't have to be careful. Yeah. They were didn't have to meet up after 10 different locations were identified, they were able to pick up the phone and do their business. Yeah. Now, and now you really see a story that there has been a raid right across Europe uh, of mm. an encrypted phone network, Sky ECC. Yeah, there's been a number of them. There's a, a one this week, which is a network called XClue. Um, that's the latest one. Sky ECC happened in 2021, EncroChat in 2020. And in late in 2021, the, the FBI, because the Americans always do things even better, announced that they had actually set up their own network and sold it into the criminal organisations. All these hacks, they listen in. They've been listening in over a period of months. And I think what's happened in particular in Europe is law enforcement has seen the extent of organised crime because they've had a window into it through listening in on these, you know, mm. private phone networks. What's worried them most is the fact the amount of corruption that's going on identified in Belgium, in the Netherlands and in other countries have been law enforcement, judiciary, local councils, port workers, all seen as taking backhanders from these groups to allow the drugs through. Mm. And that's where you start moving towards narco states. And, you know, and that's a problem. Also, I mean, you also have politicians living in fear of their lives because of threats exactly. from these people. Politicians who threaten the income, the massive income of these gangs, uh, will find themselves imperiled. Absolutely. The Netherlands, which is a country not unlike our own, um, and they have had a situation over the last couple of years that they've brought back a criminal by the name of Ridwan Taji, who's been housed in their top security jail. And from that jail, it's suspected that he has continued his criminal organisation. Associates of his have been um, sort of named as the suspects for the murder of a criminal lawyer, a journalist, and for threatening the Prime Minister, who was under 24-hour security. Similar has happened in, in Belgium with the, the Justice Minister coming under threat. I mean, it, it is really coming fast and furious to Europe, this whole... Um, narco-terrorism essentially and I think it's excellent that they're sitting up and taking notice of it they are talking about more joint cooperations between the police forces mm. that's the only way of tackling it we're never going to solve the problem we're never going to, to end drug use and drug gangs but we need to keep working together to try and bring down the bigger yeah, but the, the, the problem one is, way of doing it is together. so much money swilling around. I mean, the corruption of local port officials, uh, yeah. you know, to them, a lot of money to the, the narco gangs, uh, a trifle, um, life changing amounts of money for these people who will turn their their uh, eyes the other way when something's going on. The, the actual criminals themselves, I mean, we know about our own lot. Uh, who are involved in all of this, but uh, are there, you know, more terrifying gangs like Chechen Mafia, Albanian Mafia, um, Russian Mafia involved in, in these areas, or are they independent capitalists? A hundred percent. I mean, part of the whole, I suppose, Kinahan story here was the hiring of um, an international assassin to come into this country to take care of some business from the wider group that that individual was belonged to. They were a kind of an, originally through sort of Russia, Estonia, and they were based on the Costa del Sol and they were a group of hitmen for hire. So whatever you wanted done in whatever country, they would do it. And the gang was perhaps 200 strong. It had made millions and millions and millions by working freelance as murderers. So 
you have people from everywhere all mixing in. There is no violence seen as too much. There are no lines in the sand anymore. And it's all about greed and collecting more and more money, money that could never probably be spent in a lifestyle. It's about greed. It's about power. And, you know, it's the power that really we have to be worried about so much. Because when you look at some of the individuals, many of them psychotic individuals that are involved in organized crime, that are murderers, that are literally ordering the end of somebody's life the way they would a pizza. These people are becoming more powerful than society itself, than our governing um, forces, because of the wealth. And it's, it's wealth that's been provided by every one of us who takes drugs. And, and that's just the, the facts of it. We're blindly funding these individuals who we wouldn't probably in the normal world look for them to, to mind our dogs. And the question then is, is there anything that can be done to limit the appetite for cocaine uh, within the EU borders? Because if that appetite is not there, then the problem at least diminishes. But the only way I can see it is, is it's through education and through marketing campaigns that have that will attach some sort of a shame to the use of cocaine. Cocaine, since it first emerged in Miami, has this very cool image. And people don't mind saying they're taking cocaine. They don't mind having it hanging around the edges of their nose after they've, they've sniffed it, you know. And I think there, there will come and there has to come a point where, you know, that stops being cool. And that people sort of, in the same way, I've said this before, like with drink driving back in the day when I was growing yeah. up, everybody sort of seemed to do it. And now there is that shame attached to it. And, and it certainly has hope reduced because of that. You're never going to stamp anything out. But I do think that through education and through, through, through marketing campaigns that's above my sort of area of expertise, that we have to at least try and reduce the demand. Nicola, thank you very much for joining us. Nicola Talent, host of Crime World for uh, The Sunday World. It's a podcast. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.